Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comedy Podcast, where we talk about movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. And I'm Decoria. And we want to thank you guys for listening into this quick little rant episode. I just have to go off on a tangent, so I pulled Corey aside for, like, to give me an hour of her time, because, like, this is not going to be an hour-long podcast, but, like, Jesus Christ. Um, But before we get into that, I just wanted to let you guys know that we're hosting a giveaway for the KPSN Podcast Festival this July 10th and 11th. Um, Our episodes are going to be um up on uh, we'll be on july 10th at 2 p.m and we're also doing an interview at noon so make sure you um check out our twitter so you can be part of the giveaway this is all funding for the national alliance on mental illness and we would really 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 love to see you guys um make sure that you hit that like subscribe wherever you're listening also give us a review on apple Podcasts. that's how we yes Yes, help us get discovered. Make some money. Oh, pick also, us up. yeah, shout out to the person who left the review recently. Like, we saw that. That was very sweet of you. Thank you yes. so much. I forgot to put it on Twitter, but like, we low key, I was like, low key, like, oh my God, we actually got feedback <laughs> yeah. after a year now. <laughs> after a year so we really do appreciate that guys um so today's um quick little episode is tori going off on a tangent no this is not necessarily sea drama rant which those are coming um i just haven't been watching dramas lately but this is in this is a 2020 drama called run on i know what you're thinking but tori that drama has fantastic reviews everybody loves that show well listen up children um i don't <laughs> and i watched the entire thing <laughs> So Run On is a 2020K drama that was on JTBC. It stars M. Shiwan from Zegugi Idol, uh, Shin Se Kyung, you've probably seen her, Rookie Historian, Su Young from Shinryo's Day, and Kang Teho. I think he's in Surprise. But the whole premise is of that main lead, the male lead, is a sprinter of a national team who gets kicked off his team after he beats the shit out of some dudes who were bullying one of his juniors. The female lead is a translator for subtitles into Korean for foreign movies. Um, so Young's character plays a rich sports agency CEO. Um, she's a table. And then we have the second male lead who's the art student. Now, this show came out in 2020 and my entire timeline was like sipping, right? Because MC1 mm-hmm. is very fine. And I'm like, I get that. We love to see beautiful people doing beautiful things. The tags for the show are romance, life, drama, and sports, right? So I'm like, huh, I don't know if I'd like this, but people were like, oh my God, it's just so groundbreaking. It's like the conversations, the communication, it's giving. And I'm like, okay, let me try this out. And so I started watching it after it was like, almost like halfway through airing right i watched it i think i got up to like episode seven i just kept watching but i also realized that i wasn't paying attention and even looking back at my tweets about this story the there's things going on so first let's just talk about how um the biggest problem i have with the show i have more problem with people who like the show but don't like anybody else to critique the show that Mm -hmm. is my problem because a lot of people who like the show when other people would be like, well, I don't think it was that great. Or y'all are just kind of like, y'all are hyping it up. And it's really not meeting y'all the expectations of a lot of people who've watched dramas for a long time. Um, they'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. You just don't, don't like a slow drama. Y'all want, y'all want mock time. You want camp. I was like, no, I just want a competent show. <laughs> yeah. So 
the basis of the characters is that the male lead character is kind of weird. He's kind of like an eccentric male lead. Like they'll have conversations and he'll just say random shit that has nothing to do with the conversation, but it's supposed to be part of their communication and miscommunication dynamic, right? And the female lead is kind of like she stands up for herself. She's not afraid to cuss people out. And I'm like, cool, but I don't understand why that's the the target we go to when we think of strong female leads is that they have to be like cussing and love out. Like she cusses, she likes drinking, she likes guns. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel that there's more, there should be a broad, a broader definition of what a strong female lead is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I asked one of my moots who does also doesn't like this drama. What would she want me to say in this episode? She was like, it's mediocre. She's like, it's, <laughs> she's like, it's mediocre. And I'm like, you're right. Because like after the second episode, the conversations that we're having, like they would have like these five minute like conversations about nothing. You know how you have, you're listening, you're in a conversation and you're not really talking about anything. Yeah. You're just rambling kind of. Right. And the drama tries so hard to get you to like these like eccentric, weird characters. And they're like, they're doing, you know how you watch a show, you just kind of fall in love with the characters without like a lot being explained. Yeah. 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 Like you get to see them. You're just like, Oh wow. I kind of like this person, how this person acts. What's their story. I'm not really curious about their story. (laughs) And when they do get down to their story or whatever the story was supposed to be, because there was really no point to this drama. I I know a lot of people don't like to, um, people say, well, not all content has to have a point, but if you're going to do a 16 episode drama, there should be some type of reflection of society or some type of moral something that people will take away from the drama. Oh, this made me feel this. And this made me feel that. And honestly, I don't think this drama did any of that. So um, besides the pairings of couples really not having much chemistry for me, right? Mm-hmm. The, let me tell you about the specific moment that really got our week. So the male lead and the female lead are finally coming to a head where they have like, you know, they have that, like the emotional, we break up, but we get back together. Yeah, moment. typical K-dramas. <laughs> typical, typical K-drama BS. So they're arguing in front of her house, right? But she doesn't want to talk to him no more. So she leaves and goes to her house. And the camera pans to her unlocked front um gate mm-hmm. and i was like and so everybody on twitter after that happens like did y'all see that the gate was unlocked and he didn't follow her and i was like yeah because he's not supposed to he's exactly, not exactly. <laughs> why are we praising this man for not breaking and entering why right, like, because in hello? most k dramas the manly would go the manly would go and follow her and they would keep fighting but he like respected her space and boundaries and i was like that's the the bare minimum the bare minimum minimum for a human being not just a man like a human right right and so people were just like oh my god look at him and i was like the bar is in hell y'all are sitting over here y'all are like oh my god he's such a sweet person he didn't break an entering to her house Oh my god! That, oh, that's sad. That's actually really sad. <laughs> it's really, it's sad when you think about it. And so I was just like, uh, all right, okay, cool. And so of course he's from a rich family. His dad is a politician. This is the second problem I have with the story. His dad is an abusive. I don't know if he was physically with, but he was definitely verbally and emotionally abusive to his children. He uses his family as, um, you know, pawns to be a better politician and all that. And so throughout the entire story, there's this whole thing with the male character like defying his father. The entire family like we're not gonna, we're not gonna be your puppets anymore. We refuse. Like he's trying to make them be in arranged marriages and all this other bullshit. And even his wife, who's an actress, like we were sick of playing this, you know, this role, this game. And so tell me why after the politician like it comes out that he's not being reelected or whatever bullshit at the end of the episode they have him he didn't even apologize btw they have 
him come back to his wife and the son and him fishing at the very last episode. I was like, why do we have to have redemption arcs for abusive parents? Why is that? Like, if this drama was supposed to be, like, a progressive, like, as what people say, it's a progressive drama. It, like, hits outside the norms of normal K-dramas. Why are we letting abusive parents come back into the people they abuse lives without, like, proper redemption? Yeah, Because all they showed us in the show in the last two episodes was that he gave up being, or he couldn't be a politician no more, and he was sad, and, like, it was so funny because there was this moment when the male lead and his father were fighting, and the male lead refuses to do whatever the father says, and the father almost breaks down in tears because he's not listening to him. And I'm sitting here like, did the man go to therapy? Did you? <laughs> like, where is the actual redemption? Where yeah, is where's him, like, the work? There's no work being done for him to deserve There's no that work kind of being ending. done. Like, so, like, their relationship, to me, in my eyes, never mended. It's just they just fell back into the same routine of being like, oh, you're my dad, so I have to love you bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah. For this to be a story about how people care about themselves while being in love, that should also extend to parental love. Like, it shouldn't just be um, spousal love or couple love. And so that I also had a huge problem with that. The biggest problem I had besides the con- the media conversations and the people being like, this is one of the greatest dramas in the world, was the blatant queer baiting and homophobia. So, oh, God let's just jump into this so so young plays this character called donna right and from the beginning it's kind of like donna is like she wears um really pretty dresses but she's always in tennis shoes she was supposed to be a track star but because she's the rightful successor to her family's company she's like given up that dream and now she's just a sports agency ceo right yeah she's a bitch from episode one and i don't mind my female characters being a bitch but you can't be a bitch and not give us an explanation of why she's a bitch you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. as a second female lead character she was probably the most interesting character in this story but they she was a bitch for 14 episodes and then they did a dumbass redemption arc let me talk to you about this this pissed me off so bad and i see so many reviews being like the reason i love this so much is because all the lgbtq rep- representation so donna's character pretends to be bisexual or gay she pretends to be gay to, for, so her father father won't set her up with an arranged marriage. Yeah. That's like her whole thing. And throughout the series, she weaponizes being gay to be a bitch to people. And you said people were saying that was like, they were thankful for that representation? <laughs> we're not done, Corey. <laughs> That's <was laughs> one part of it. There, There's literally people like, this series is so astronomically well because it shows this listen okay so there's donna right and the writer had the audacity to make an actual gay character who's in love with her love interest as that's his best friend right mm-hmm. and use that gay character as the apology stone in her redemption arc because when she met him she realized that he also liked the guy that she's interested in and was a bitch to him she was like does she she was like um she was like i think she, i don't know she threatened him to say she i don't think she did that let me not say so that i don't remember but she was just like oh so you're gay and she was like just kind of like insinuating shit about him and his best friend's relationship yeah to the guy and then once she like finally um realizes that being a bitch like this is not a great thing even though she was like this to the very end of the series she goes to him and apologizes and i'm like what in the actual fuck because then because then at the last episode 
the drama constantly makes fun of coming out and like like they're like ha 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 you were pretending to be gay ha ha that was so funny ha ha did you come out and i was like what the fuck is going on yeah <laughs> and people looked at that and be like oh my god this is such great lgbtq plus representation because the actual gay character in the story was used for a cis heterosexual woman's redemption arc like that character was an afterthought yeah I feel like it couldn't have been actual people in the LGBTQ plus community it, saying it that. Got, like it couldn't. Have I been. hope to God not, because <laughs> that is not like what kind of representation is that? That's like right. me being like, oh yay, black representation when they just throw a random black person in the show with no substance to them. Like that's mm-hmm. not the representation. It's not. It's not. And the, one of the things that really does get me is that people are like, oh, this is a great drama about communication, and um, it shows you how you could. Uh, actually communicate with people if you try and I'm like what (laughs) (laughs) like the whole like the the gist of this like pairing which is actually very odd to me like a national runner and a subtitle person um is that they're like they just talk and it's like but like another thing is like whose life is it supposed to be a slice of whose life because he's the son of a politician and it's like and you would think that for a drama to have such hype around it where people were like oh my god this is amazing it would subvert from a lot of tropes right but he's rich she's poor his dad comes to her and be like don't you fucking date my son um the rich girl is a bitch like it's a poor guy the pretty standard k-drama like exactly like the pretty standard k-drama and the, I think the only reason people think that it's so amazing is because um, is because that the drama didn't have like overtly typical K drama moments. If that makes sense, it's like it wasn't overtly like ooh this is a K drama, but like when you really do like peel the layers back um, and read everything about it, it's really not really not that great. Also, there is a translation that the writer released um, about the intentions behind the project. And I'm like, if you have to explain it, baby, then it didn't hit. Like, yeah. if you have to explain it. But what pisses me off the most is that when me or other people who were like, we watched this show and we don't think it's that great critique. People like, y'all just don't know what a good K-drama is. Y'all just don't know what it is to like a slow, a slow burn romance, I guess, or slow drama. Y'all just want drama. It's like, no. Because the way that y'all hype this up, I guarantee you, if you saw the hype about this drama and then actually went to watch it, I'm going to guarantee you 80% you're going to be disappointed. Because as pretty as the people are to look at, there was really no substance to anything that was happening at the show. Yeah. And when I think about how people would... I hope nobody ever uses this. Because people were using this like as an example of great, you know... LGBTQ representation, a great a depiction of 21st century couples. And I'm like, I don't think any of that has to do with anything. Also, one of the reasons I, as much as I think if she want is pretty, the way this character falls flat on all accords, like he's kind of cold and aloof and eccentric, but his character is so blank that you could project anybody onto him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, instead of, like getting a fully fleshed out character you're getting a fully fleshed out um shadow 
and then you can project other traits onto that shadow. Like, and it, they spent so much attention on giving us what the female lead likes, what she dislikes, that when it came to the male lead in comparison, that it made no sense for them to be in love, if that makes sense. Like, he was fine, and she thought um, he was pretty once they first saw him. And also, oh my god, <laughs> the way they first met, she was, okay... So they meet at a um, the Busan International Film Festival, right? Because that's where she works, and his dad's and his mom's uh, an actress. Yeah. And um, so they like meet meet for the first time when she's running away from her ex because, of course, in this you know industry, it's small, and her ex is kind of like set up rumors about her or whatever. But she doesn't want to work with him, and she's like whatever. She's running away from him after like they've had drinks, and so he wants to still talk to her and so the guy the the male lead pulls out what looks like a gun and points it at them and that's the end of the first episode it's just a lighter or it's no it's a fake gun it's the female lead's fake gun and she dropped it while she was running and i'm sitting here like what the fuck did i just watch like for this drama to be something that subverts most of the tropes that people are talking about that was a very weird like k-drama ending like that's a typical like what the fuck is going on a red herring ending like what you see is not actually going on it's just for 16 episodes it dragged each episode was an hour and 15 minutes oh no (laughs) yeah and i just i can't get over the fact that people refuse to critique their media so it was really pissing me off because like there's one thing for you to disagree with my opinion it's one thing for you to try to force me to agree with you is another yeah, like, like people just can't accept that some people don't like things for some reason, especially on social media. Yeah, and this drama was just like I, the thing with if if this show had been focused on Soyoung's character Donna, and actually imagine if she was actually gay or bi or pan, like that would have been a much more interesting story than for them to pretend and weaponize um, a sexual minority for the the mediocreness that was this show yeah like when i say she was a bitch she was a bitch like she was like calling people out making them uncomfortable she enjoyed that and i'm like okay but is she in therapy of course she's not but like (laughs) there's something and like the fact that there was no work to be done besides her breaking up with um her breaking up with the, the second male lead and even then their relationship was very weird because he's like a college um art student and she's the ceo of a sports agency and he's poor and she's rich and it's like an obviously they're supposed to be like an opposite attractive story and i don't understand why he's obsessed with her and like it's not like she showed him any good side of her besides being like you're poor and young and i don't want to like it was it was there was no substance actually i have a very controversial opinion that the chemistry she had with her assistant um, her secretary, who was a man who was like a little older than the rest of the cast, was much more fire than whatever was happening with the second male lead. Like the chemistry in the story felt so unnatural. It was like you were forcing people that would barely cross paths to cross paths. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like the idea that people in completely different fields can get together is one thing, but like the things that they have in common is so little. And so all the conversations are about them explaining their jobs to each other, but, like, with no substance. Like, none of the conversations actually open up to who the characters actually are. 
but yeah, I gave Run on a 7.5 when I first completed it, but now that I'm thinking about it, it really should be like a 6 or a 5. It's really not a good show. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if people were just really blinded by the, the leads, like, in the show, and like, like you said, like, they're really attractive people. People like these actors and actresses. Yeah, I think they were, because, they, I mean, it was shot beautifully. It was nice coloring, the people looked great. M. Shiwan had like a, there was like an outfit that he had on with like a chain, not like a chain chain, but it's like a small like gold chain, and we were like, people were like, oh damn, he's fine. And I think this is one of the, his first projects, or one of the well, he just got back from the military, so people are gonna you know, um, love to see that. And I think I definitely, but that happens with most um drama fandoms is that they, you refuse to look past the face of the actors into the actual characters. Yeah. So yeah, that was my rant. I could have got more worked up about this, but it's just been too long, and I'm just like, I just had to get this off my chest. Like, I just don't. I think the drama is mediocre, and if you have similar drama tastes as me, don't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't watch it. You're gonna waste your time. It's an hour and fifteen minutes for sixteen episodes. This is background noise. This is very much background noise. Please don't let it let the let the hype fool yeah that's like when you told me how long it was i was just like damn for the look the kind of plot that it had to be that long is kind of ridiculous right like there was nothing if this was a show that had like more substance besides people getting together then maybe then maybe it would be interesting for 16 for 16 episodes of people being like i love you i don't love you we can't do this i miscommunicate misunderstanding back to like and there wasn't even enough background about all of the characters to fill in spots like that's what should have happened we should have got more background about um the female lead more background about the male lead more background about all these different characters but instead it was constantly about oh let's have a conversation let's communicate we're gonna we're gonna get through this and i'm like I can't watch that for 16 episodes. I don't know how I watched it for 16 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would never watch this drama again. Um, I, the only reason I'd rewatch it is to do an in-depth episode about why it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy listening to this little rant. We just I had to get this out of my chest. This has been bothering me because yeah, I just feel like Especially, I also, low-key, I also think a lot of people like this because it was on Netflix. That's another so, thing, too. The convenience. Yeah, the convenience of it and the hype has to do with it being accessible to a majority of new K-drama fans. Well, let me not be prejudiced against new K-drama fans. But accessible to most people um, in an easy way because Netflix just keeps playing episode after episode. And you don't have to, like, take breaks in between or stuff like that. So... But yeah, this is not a good drama. Don't watch it. MC1 is very pretty though, so go look at the pictures. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this little rant. We'll be back with full episodes after this weekend. We were just, you know, we had to take a little break. Um, but yeah, we'll be back. Our next episode is going to be de- Deconstructing Disney for Dumbo. So we hope you guys enjoy that. Don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you watch. We thank you for listening. Um, I'm Tori. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye.